So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is Jan Killy, still joined by Shane Ambrose here uh, in studio. And also uh, Geraldine Creighton from the Emmanuel Community in Limerick, who's joined us again today. And this time she's brought a number of guests with her. Welcome back again to us, Geraldine. Lovely to have you back. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Geraldine, this is going to be a little, kind of a special program this morning because, first of all, I want you to just remind listeners a little bit, uh, just in, maybe in a sentence or two, what Emmanuel is all about. And then about this call of the Emmanuel community, maybe, and this whole idea that I've heard you speak about mezzanine or household. But anyway, first of all, a little bit about Emmanuel. Okay, so uh, the community was founded in 1972. It um, is present in about more than 60 countries around the world. The latest figures on membership is about 11,500, of which 275 are priests. We have uh, 100 men in the seminary, seminarians, and another 225 consecrated men and women in celibacy. And then we have people like me, single people. We have married people. We have young people. We have older people. We have middle-aged people. And then we have, of course, families. Um, so it's international. So many, many languages and cultures. And I suppose its richness, richness of the community is in its diversity and difference. And between people, between personalities. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's a grace of, of um, the renewal of the church that came through the Vatican, Second Vatican Council, and in particular, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is common to all the members of the community. So it's a fruit of the renewal. And very much for Pierre Grossat, who was the founder of the community, um, this idea of being uh, brothers and sisters on the same journey, even though we're very different, doing different things, but that we support each other, we collaborate, we live in solidarity. It's a very, very strong thing, but it helps us keep on the straight path. And I know that last weekend, um, Pope Francis was talking about staying on the way, staying on the way and keeping on the road. And I suppose in the community, uh, through all the various uh, commitments that we have, but a particular this, this commitment called maisonne. It's, it's it's a French word, and it effectively means a household or a family. Even for French people, it's an old word that they're not too familiar with. But chagluck uh, in Irish would be a, a similar word. It means the people who are, are live together as a family. But we don't live together per se in the same place. But we have a common way of life, a common focus. One big family. Thank you. Thanks for that, Geraldine. So, Geraldine, today now you you brought a few guests along. I did. Can you introduce I, them, and then I'll have a chat with them one by one. Yes. So I brought very special people in my life. These are the people in my maisonne or household. So I spend. I meet them each week. We pray for each other. They pray for me. They carry me in prayer. And they keep me going. And and in this group that we meet, uh, maisonne or household. Once a week, uh, it's put together by the leaders in the community. We don't choose it, but by the end of the the year, the you know the, these people are really in my heart. Um, so I'm really delighted. So I'll, firstly, I'm going to introduce. Um, I have Maria Bridges, who you'll be familiar with on the program from last year. We have um, Piotra uh, Kilinski which I hope is the right pronunciation because I really don't call him by that name all the time. Uh, Rebecca Breslin is, uh, Rebecca Comerford is on the program as well. And then we have uh, the McVeigh family, Kevin and Siobhan McVeigh, 
and we have their children, starting with the youngest who had a birthday recently, Sinead. And the next oldest one is called Stephen. And then the very oldest one, a teenager called Daniel. Thanks for that, Geraldine. So listen, one by one. Yeah, Maria, um, Maria Bridges, good morning to you. And, and thanks a lot for, for joining us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, so I I did the ESF, so this that year abroad um, with the Emmanuel community two years ago. So that was in New York. Um, and now I'm back in Ireland. So I, I teach in a secondary school and I'm doing a master's. So that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, I remember speaking to you. Uh, and the time that you spent back there and now that you've moved back to Ireland, um, for, first of all, how, how did you find the time? in ESM change you? Did you find it changed you at all at that time where you went on mission? Um, yeah, it did. Um, I think in general, it's just that I, I grew a lot during the year. Um, it's hard to exactly point to lots of specifics, but I know that I came out a very different person. I think maybe one of the biggest things was my prayer life. So that became a lot more consistent and a lot more of a focus. Um, I was also strengthened a lot through a lot of the challenges that were there. Yeah, it was it was a very good year for just growth and developing my, I guess, my faith and and also just personally as well. I suppose one of the great things about that was you were there amongst your own age group type of thing. You know, the people of your own vintage, must say, teenagers and early twenties and living at the faith. Yeah. That must be very encouraging. Yeah, it was. It was. It was great to have the community, um, to have friendship with these people that shared such a, a common, I guess, foundation of their life as well. So, that was a big thing and something that, I I, I still find a bit in this in the mezzanine now that we have. But it's something that my heart like longs to have more of. I suppose. Yeah. Just before we just before we leave, we go there for a second. What does Advent mean to you, and how will it be a different year this year for you? Um, so the, the word that I would choose that Advent means to me is probably anticipation or longing. Uh, I think this year, especially, I have a better sense of that longing because of the fact that the churches were closed for so long. Um, I really felt the longing. And I think Advent, I still, I'm kind of going to continue with, with feeling that, um, and, and living with, desiring God, which is what Advent really is all about. Thank you for sharing that. Rebecca Comerford, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks for joining us. Can you share a small little bit about yourself? I can indeed. Well, I'm a banner woman, best county in Ireland. That's a good start. I have to say that because I like to aggravate the Limerick people. Sorry. I know West Limerick is great. My best friend is from near Abbey Field, so I'm hope that uh that they're listening out there. I'll have to tell her that we're on this morning. Well yeah, just like Maria, I did manual school mission in New York. I actually did it well last year and I came back in March. I was one of the COVID crew, so I had a good six months in the Bronx experiencing everything that one could in a very poor area, um, living in community, serving the poor with the missionaries of charity, um, and studying theology. It was a wonderful six months. And that's what led me to the Emmanuel community. 
I had never heard of the community before and now I'm very glad to be discerning joining the community this year in Ireland. And now that you've returned back to Ireland, how do you find it now after your experience with the ESM? I I find it, you know what, I would say that my time in New York really um, strengthened me as a person because when I came back, obviously it was abruptly because of COVID um, and I had to go into isolation. So I actually went from living in a house with 26 others into being on my own in a house and um, and I have been uh, searching for work uh, for about seven months. Um, I've luckily found a job now, but there was a long stretch where I uh, I had to kind of adjust in my lifestyle and get back to being in Ireland. So being with the community actually really helped me because, um, because yeah, I have brothers and sisters here who I can tune in and talk to and who prays for me and uh, helps me along. Um, so it's been very good. It's been actually quite an easy transition back. And, you know, um, what would you say to a young person who you might meet who might be interested maybe in following the same path you've chosen? Um, I would say to them, don't be afraid to take the first step uh, because when you when you think of doing something as radical as, like, deciding to go off to do a mission year, which means just, like, giving up your life, um, in a, in your own country um, for about nine months, which is what the school of mission requires. Um, it's quite a, it's quite a scary decision. Um, but if someone is just deciding maybe not to do a missionary year and just deciding, well, I want to find out more about about God, um, I would definitely recommend that they that they seek out some community. Um, it's very important to meet people who are also searching for God, who are like-minded people, who can help you on your journey, uh, can listen to your concerns and share with their share with you um, what they've experienced um, because it's so important to connect with other people um, because they know so much about it from walking that journey too. And finally, what does Advent mean to you? Advent means to me um, a time of preparation, um, for me, it's just about like thinking about Jesus, Jesus coming um, and preparing your heart for that, because in the lead up to Christmas, there can be a lot of focus on materialism, uh, you know, on stress, on rushing, on having to buy the last minute presents and um, shopping and everything. But it's important to take some time, some space to kind of think about, you know, the meaning of Advent, that God, Christ is coming um, and that there's meant to be room in your heart just like there was there was no room for him at the inn but you don't want your heart to be like that you want to be able to make a space for him to come in because um, that that really is what Advent's about for me preparation Rebecca thanks a lot for that now we've come to the Polish connection but I'm excuse me my Polish pronunciation isn't brilliant so I'm going to call the A address you as Peter I hope that's okay Welcome to the That's program, That's fine. Peter. Good morning. Good morning, Peter, and thank you very much indeed. Peter, can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself, maybe your wife and your family? Yeah, of course. Uh, so as it was said, uh, I am from Poland and currently living in Scotland uh, and being with Emmanuel community in Ireland. Uh, this year, Emmanuel activities are very much online on Zoom. 
hence this idea of mixing people from different countries from Scotland and Ireland up. And I'm very welcome to the Irish community and I'm happy to be with you today. And Peter, how long have you been with the community? And what drew you in the first place to join the community? I joined together with my wife as a couple that was about six, almost seven years ago. What drew me was the experience of the community. Emmanuel means God is with us. And when I met the community, it wasn't just a statement for me. It was something real, something deep. And I literally experienced God's presence very near to me and God's guidance. I would say very specific guidance. Probably talking about the ways how I experienced that would be a topic for a longer conversation. But to summarize, I would say experiencing God in real. And Peter, can I ask you the same as I've asked the two previous uh, ladies, what does Advent mean to you and to your family? In general preparation, but this year, I think personally to me, slowing down. Slowing down, as Rebecca said, to make some space for God. We are currently very busy with two little daughters, uh, with the younger one being three months old, and, uh, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, but space for God is necessary in the busyness of our life. And Advent is so special that motivates us to focus on him, on being vigilant and, and waiting for him to come, come closer. Peter, thank you so much indeed for that. Now we've come to our family, um, uh, family, the McVeigh family from Northern Ireland and we'd like to welcome uh, and speak again with Kevin, Siobhan, Daniel, Stephen and Sinead. Welcome to our programme guys, tell us all about yourselves. Morning John, um, yes we are the McVeighs from a place called Galbally in County Tyrone and um, Siobhan and I met at the World Youth Day in Rome in 2000. Um, it was a special trip for us, it was run by the Emmanuel community. My mum at that time um, advised me I was coming home from college and she said I've got a trip I'd like you to go on and lo and behold I, I went and um, I met Siobhan and we learned later that Siobhan had won her ticket to go on the trip so it was a really enlightening trip from a spiritual point of view um, and as we've talked about met people of a similar mindset people that wanted to talk about their faith and I suppose for myself personally, it was a really deep encounter with Christ. Um, and that, that was very special. Siobhan and I then joined the Emmanuel community the following year. Um, we got married in 2004. And we have our three kids, Daniel, age 13, Stephen, 10, and Sinead, 7, last week. Um, so faith is very important for our family. Siobhan and I have um, met at the World Youth Day in Rome, Pope John Paul at that time, I remember him very clearly saying, I firmly believe in Christ. And that was really a cast iron guarantee for, for myself personally. But for Siobhan and I, from that trip, we've tried to live uh, a closer relationship with, with Christ. 
And I suppose as a family in today's world, it gives us a sense of certainty, a sense of security, and uh, it gives us a sense of peace and understanding. And tell me, maybe you can let us know a little bit about how you're going to live Advent yourself as a family this year. Yes, um, so yeah, how we live Advent as a family, well, as everybody else has said, really Advent is about preparing, you know, for Christ's birth. It's a time of anticipation, waiting, waiting for this wonderful occasion. And um, so different things that we do every year um, uh, during Advent, um, we set up an Advent wreath. So normally we would mirror a more traditional wreath, similar to to what you would have in the church um, on Sundays. But this year we were a little bit more um, creative, I suppose. Uh, So um, what we have done this year is we have five green handprints cut out of green card. And then we have three purple handprints cut out of card, uh, one pink and one white. And we've just arranged them in a circle. Um, So the circle shape and the green color is symbolizing the everlasting or continuous life. And then each of the five handprints, so one purple for the first Sunday of Advent, um, symbolizing hope, the second Sunday symbolizing faith, and then the third purple one for the fourth Sunday for a prayer of penance. And then we have our pink um, hand, which was my hand this year, um, and that's symbolizing joy. And then on Christmas Eve, so we just kept it very simple this year, just a symbolic way of family. And I think this year, particularly the year that's in it, um, Advent is very much going to be about um, family and families getting together if it's safe for them to do so. Um, yeah, and then I suppose, John, the other thing that we, we would try and do is go to confession. Um, two of our children have had their first Holy Communion and the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Um, ultimately, that comes down to uh, whether the church are going to be opened or not. Uh, the churches at the moment in the in the north here are closed, but um, it, it's something that we would normally do at Christmas, and it's something that we we hope we can do as well this year. Um, we also have just a very simple Advent calendar. Um, no 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 uh, treat every day, but it's still a, a symbol of the um, anticipation of the. Um, picture to be revealed so it's a very simple nativity scene and then each day a door is opened on the picture re- revealing then um on christmas eve the whole the whole nativity scene um i suppose as well uh, we siobhan and i talked about the element of charity and i suppose as a family just to really appreciate what we have and to look and see how we can help other people those that are perhaps less fortunate than ourselves so there's a number of charities that are involved, uh, linked with the school, um, from different shoebox appeals. Um, we can gather um, different everyday um, utensils from toothbrushes and combs, etc., that go go abroad. Um, and we also have close associations with St Vincent Paul. Um, and again, uh, we would donate to charities rather than perhaps giving actual presents to the staff at the schools, and they're delighted with that idea. Yeah, and then the main thing, obviously, is the setting up of our crib. So we make sure that it has a very prominent place in our home. And, you know, it's the cornerstone of our Christmas decorations or whatever. 
it's a very significant family symbol for us because Kevin's dad made um, our stable and he and Kevin's mum, they gave it to us where on our first Christmas when we moved back to Ireland. We used to live in England, so when we moved back to Ireland, um, they gave it to us as a present. And then my parents um, gave us the figures for the nativity scene um, for our first wedding anniversary. So um, they, they're very um, significant for us. I'm going to let Stephen come in here and tell you a bit more there. We normally set up our crib on the 8th of December, but we did it earlier this year to help cheer us up and remind us Christmas is coming. The figures are in the stable, except for the three wise men. He put, we put them on the mantelpiece, and as it gets closer to the 6th of January, they get closer to the stable. On Christmas Eve, we light the white candle and put baby Jesus into the crib. It's Sinead's job to turn on the light in the crib every night. Yeah, so uh, Stephen says it's job to turn on the crib um, or turn on the light um, in the crib every night. And her job this evening, she's going to um, lead us. So we're just going to do one decade of the rosary as a family. Um, so we're going to do the first joyful mystery on the Annunciation. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. Because Mary was a very special person, God sent an angel to ask her to be the mother of Jesus. She said yes, even though she was a little bit afraid. The angel told her to name the baby Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And give us not a temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blesses the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blesses the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us, Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us, sinners now and the hour of our death. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us, us. Father, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So thank you very much indeed again. That, that, that was beautiful. And thanks again. Is it Sinead who, who prayed the rosary there for us? Yes, that's right. Thanks, Sinead. That was beautiful. Well done. And uh, was it happy eighth birthday or seventh birthday? Seventh birthday? Mm-hmm. Seventh birthday, yes. Happy birthday to you the other day. Thank you so much indeed for that. So at this point of the programme, we will have to go for a second piece of music. Daniel, are you going to introduce a piece of music for us, please? Uh, yes, I will, John. Um, the song we picked is Rejoice. It's one of my favourite Emmanuel songs. Okay, so let's listen to this by Emmanuel, and this one is entitled Rejoice. So come back and join us in part three, where we read and reflect on the Sunday Gospel. <laughs> 